The Bible Study Podcast, episode 597. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the Gospel of Mark with chapter 7. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We have three different stories in chapter 7 of Mark. This one is That Which Defiles. The Pharisees and some of the teachers of the law who had come from Jerusalem gathered around Jesus and saw some of his disciples eating food with hands that were defiled, that is, unwashed. The Pharisees and all the Jews did not eat unless they gave their hands a ceremonial washing, holding to the tradition of the elders. When they come from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they wash, and they observe many other traditions such as the washing of cups, pitchers, and kettles. So the Pharisees and teachers of the law asked Jesus, Why don't your disciples live according to the traditions of the elders instead of eating their food with defiled hands? He replied, Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you hypocrites, as it is written, These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are merely human rules. You have let go of the commands of God and are holding on to human traditions. And he continued, You have a fine way of setting aside the commands of God in order to observe your own traditions. For Moses said, Honor your father and mother. Anyone who curses their father or mother is to be put to death. But you say that if anyone declares that what might have been used to help their father and mother is korban, that is, devoted to God, then you no longer let them do anything for their father or mother. Thus you nullify the word of God by your tradition that you have handed down, and you do many things like that. Again, Jesus called the crowd to him and said, Listen to me, everyone, and understand this. Nothing outside a person can defile them by going into them. Rather, it is what comes out of a person that defiles them. After he had left the crowd and entered the house, the disciples asked him about this parable. Are you so dull, he asked. Don't you see that nothing that enters a person from the outside can defile them, for it doesn't go into their heart, but into their stomach, and then out of the body? In saying this, Jesus declared all foods clean. He went on, what comes out of a person is what defiles them, for it is from within, out of a person's heart, that evil thoughts come, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. All these evils come from inside and defile a person. So the first thing we see here is this encounter with the Pharisees. And the Pharisees are trying to keep, let's let's put it in the most positive light, they're trying to keep the law, and they're trying to keep it down to the details of the law. And so when they see that Jesus' disciples are not washing their hands, they raise an objection. My mother apparently was a Pharisee. She did all the things that they described there. You had to wash your hands before dinner. But this was a ceremonial washing. It wasn't washing just to get them clean. It wasn't a hygienic washing. It was a ceremony. And and that's fine. There's certainly nothing wrong with that. There's even a story of a Pharisee who was in prison who so cared about these rules that he was using his water ration just to washing his hands and was dying of thirst. And that isn't necessarily what God requires or desires. It may be coming from a good place, 
But Jesus even questions that because he says, you're honoring me with your lips and your hearts are far from me. You're, you're dealing with all the rules, but they become rules. They become teachings, and you're not looking at the heart of God. And then he brings out a specific example. He says, you know that one of the Ten Commandments is to honor your father and mother. In fact, it's one of the only ones that says, "If honor your father and your mother and it will go well with you. And then it also says, anyone who curses their father and mother is to be put to death. It's a really important thing. Well, they have sometimes been taking things that they have and dedicating them to God so that they don't have to give them to father and mother. And this is dedicating like sending it away and donating it but dedicating it, but keeping it and using it. Well, I can't give you, I can't loan you my car because I've dedicated it to God. Well, did you, did you give it to the church? No, it's just God's car. I'm the one who's allowed to drive it. You can see that Jesus might look at that and say, your motives have nothing to do with what God wants. You're just using the rules as a way to get what you want. And that's not the same thing. And then he says, it's not what goes into you that defiles, but what comes out of you. And even the disciples are a little confused by this, because he's no longer talking about food when he says what comes out of you. He says, anything that you eat goes in and comes out, sure enough, but what defiles you, he says, are the things that come from your heart. And he gives this not exhaustive list, but a fairly long list about sexual immorality and theft and murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. And it is interesting to look at that almost, and I'm going to look at this and say, almost all of those are relational in the sense that they have to do with how we deal with one another. Sexual sexual immorality, how do I look at and engage with others, especially others of the opposite sex? Theft. Do I think that everything is mine or should be mine, even if it's yours? Murder, am I so concerned with what I want that I don't even value your life? Adultery, do I commit to the promises that I made in front of God, or do I just go with what my body wants? Do I go give in to my lusts? Greed, greed may be one that is not as much relational. I can be greedy even and be a miser and be by myself. Malice, though, I'm thinking ill of others. Deceit, I am lying to others. Lewdness, I'm behaving inappropriately to others. Envy, I'm looking around at what others have and wanting it and feeling bad that they have it. Slander, I'm saying lies about others. Arrogance, I'm thinking I'm better than others. And how many of the other things in that list are related to that arrogance where I'm not seeing myself correctly? Either I don't value myself enough or I value myself too much. Folly, again, is one of those things that I can be I can be uh, foolish all by myself. So folly and greed are the only two that I feel like I can do as a hermit. And all of these other things are related to how we relate to others. And he says they come out of our heart, and that is what defiles us. 
And Mark continues, Jesus honors a Syrophoenician woman's faith. Jesus left that place and went to the vicinity of Tyre. He entered a house and did not want anyone to know it, yet he could not keep his presence secret. In fact, as soon as she heard about him, a woman whose little daughter was possessed by an impure spirit came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek born in Syrian Phoenicia. She begged Jesus to drive the demon out of her daughter. First let the children eat all they want, he told her, for it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Lord, she replied, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Then he told her, for such a reply you may go, the demon has left your daughter. She went home and found her child lying on the bed and the demon gone. This is one of those hard sayings of Jesus because it seems so very harsh. I mean, it is true that Jesus was sent first to the Jewish people so that they could hear. And it isn't until after they mostly reject him In fact, it isn't until about 10 years after that that the disciples understand that you don't have to be Jewish to be a Christian. And I think that's one of the reasons why in the parenthetical remark with the Jesus declaring all foods clean, it was important by the time that Mark wrote that for us to understand that we did not need to maintain the Jewish dietary law. But a lot has happened between him writing that and this scene here with this Syrophoenician woman. It is true, again, that Jesus was sent first to the Jews, but it still seems harsh what he says to her. And Mark excludes him talking about her faith, which some of the other Gospels mention. But this woman comes humbly to Jesus. I think of that arrogance we talked about in that previous list. This woman is not arrogant. This woman knows that she is coming to Jesus, who is a Jewish teacher, and the Jews do not value Syrophoenicians, these people on the coast of Israel. And even so, she knows that this man can heal her daughter. And so she comes, and she humbles herself, and she goes back with her daughter healed. Jesus heals a deaf and mute man. Then Jesus left the vicinity of Tyre and went through Sidon down to the Sea of Galilee and into the region of the Decapolis. There some people brought to him a man who was deaf and could hardly talk, and they begged Jesus to place his hand on him. After he took him aside away from the crowd, Jesus put his fingers into the man's ears. Then he spit and touched the man's tongue. Then he looked up to heaven and with a deep sigh said to him, Ephratha, which means be opened. At this the man's ears were opened, the tongue was loosened, and he began to speak plainly. Jesus commanded them not to tell anyone, but the more he did so, the more they kept talking about it. People were overwhelmed with amazement. He has done everything well, they said. He even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. And we don't know if this man was born deaf, but it is likely that because opening his ears loosens his tongue, that that is going on. There's a whole lot of rewiring that has to happen in the brain. I mean, this is more miraculous, we understand, in this day and age than they did even at that time, because your brain will develop without these speech centers. And so it is amazing what Jesus is doing, and he's trying to do it in quiet. He's trying to do it over to the side. 
Now, it's interesting because he is back in the region of the Decapolis, the Decapolis being those regions in what is now Jordan, so Amman and Jeresh and cities over on that side of the Jordan River, the ten cities, Decapolis, ten cities, that are not Jewish cities. This is, in Mark's gospel, the second time he mentions Jesus being in this region. And do you remember the last time he was here, he healed that man who was possessed with a legion of demons and left him there to spread the news of Jesus. It appears that that news has spread. And I wonder if it is spread because of what Jesus did for that man. I wonder if that man comes and sees Jesus when he is back in the region. Mark does not say. But Mark does give us this poignant image of Jesus healing this man and declaring, be open, and opening his eyes and opening his ears and loosening his tongue. Now, with me, I think sometimes the miracle would be getting me to keep my tongue, but still opening my ears is a pretty good thing for me to strive for also. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. I do also want to extend an invitation if you are near Cupertino, California. I worship at Bethel Lutheran Church in Cupertino and would love to see you there. We've certainly had some of the listeners who have dropped by, and I'm quite pleased with what's going on at that church right now in terms of the teaching and things like that. So please do join me. And thanks so much for listening. Finding uplifting news in today's headlines is often like searching for a needle in a haystack. At the Story Behind Podcast, we believe in the power of finding heartwarming tales and are happy to share empowering stories with you every week. Hear about how Steve Harvey surprised a dying man on Family Feud with $25,000. Get inspired by the note a waitress received from a patron dining alone. And even hear about how one VIP passenger made a hardworking pilot get emotional before his flight. To start listening to the Story Behind Podcast, visit lifeaudio.com or search Story Behind on your favorite podcast platform.